everybody. It's Deb Francesco. How are you doing? I'm here with Carrie. I'm good, to- thanks. Oh! <laughs> did you have a lot of coffee and espresso? Like, brownies? <laughs> Sometimes not having enough sleep has the adverse effect. <laughs> you know what? I totally understand. Sometimes when I work out and it's like, I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. I barely slept. It's like invigorating and yes. awesome, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so Carrie and I are very in sync today. This is dangerous. And it's good because we don't have a guest. We're just bullshitting today. We're the guest. We're the guest. Welcome to my show. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So today, Carrie and I are talking about how different our perceived paths are compared to what we envisioned when we were initially planning our lives, weddings, marriages, and everything else. On episode seven of this season, Managing Your Career, Marriage, and Motherhood After Having Children, Nathan, Erica, and I discussed our careers after babies and the changes and adaptations that had to be made. And while this conversation runs along a similar vein, stop laughing at me. I, well, you said changes, and I thought you were changes. saying changes in your body. Changes in your body. The book we read when, when we were in fourth grade. Oh, my God. Is Molly going to read that soon? Oh, Ugh, I'm not ready. I think Anna's reading Oh, it dear God. Oh, God. Um, Carrie and I are digging deeper in our chosen careers. One that has us in an entirely different space and place than we imagined. Um, I mean, I always knew I liked writing and talking, but I never thought I'd be writing for publications and broadcasting content that includes very personal information, <laughs> like the blowjob conversation. <gasps> no, she did. Yes, I did. Oh, and well, I did. And while Carrie went to film school, she really didn't get a chance to show the world what she was made of before her children were born and kind of muddied that path. Muddied? <laughs> muddied? What word would you have used? Um, I, I Destroyed, would say muddied. Mangled. I would, I, it, no, actually, I, I'll get into it later, but it's because of... Yes. Because of... Because Especially of Anna. Because of Anna, I'm doing what I'm doing now. Isn't but anyway, continue. But it's continue great. Continue with but, your intro. But no, it's great. And it's like, yeah. we all have our stories and we all have our paths and some are chosen and some are not. But I don't think there's enough conversation around our feelings of derailment when it comes to deviating from the best laid plans. So let's go, motherfucker. So let's go, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be that kind of a oh, podcast. Oh, shit, girl. It's going to be like four minutes. Oh, my God. It's so, <laughs> by the way, it's 76 degrees oh in my the God. studio. <laughs> I am. I am. But I'm not complaining. Out. I'm not complaining. I'm because, complaining. You know, in the summer when everybody says, don't complain how hot it is because it's going to be freezing soon. Eh, they were right. That yes. was like a week later. Oh, my God. I know. Where was fall? I don't know. Anyway. I don't. I don't know. I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Really? I and mean. The, until you had babies? Until I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, okay. I, and we're just, I guess we're getting right no, into do it. it. But, I just didn't expect that. But so. like, I'm jumping ahead No, do um, it. into after the, my Hollywood stuff. But like when I was, when I, I should start over, but when I was pregnant, I, I knew that I did not want to keep doing what I was doing. So that's what were basically, you doing at the time? um, shall I start from the beginning? Yeah, shall you start? Oh, okay. Well, think about it. So like you, you got married. I know you were. You were in L.A., you were doing a whole bunch of things, then you married John, had some babies, and life changed. And we're done. And bye-bye. <laughs> and that's my story. And she's done. You're just a mom. Um, yeah, I, I think ever since high school, I knew I wanted to do something. I thought it was theater. Um, I, I thought that. I thought I wanted to do... Um, I, I went to college for psychology, to major in psychology and minor in theater arts. And so I wanted to do something with theater with kids. 
And my psychology professor told me, because I was failing all of my exams, <laughs> um, maybe I should read more. Um, <laughs> not read more, but like maybe I should read the material over and over again. I just, psycho- it just didn't speak to me. And I always tell my kids and I tell people, um, it's college isn't about um college is is partly about learning what you don't want to do that's very true and so um after a couple of years i decided that i wanted to study film and um and i and sociology so i transferred to uh university of miami nice and i went to the film school there and i just immersed myself in it i, I and you, you mean know, you read i <laughs> i read i watched actually funny story i had a class a film class like we, it was like theory of film or something and they had a movie theater on campus because we would because it was a film school and so the lights would go down after the beginning of class and half the people would either fall asleep and most of the people would either actually most people would either fall asleep or leave oh my god okay so because the the lights were down and i know well i was one of the ones who fell asleep or left i didn't i it just had no interest to me so the end of the the end of the year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the teacher gives the final exam and he and the final exam is 10 questions and he says um and it says name how each of these films ended oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i never made up more shit in my life i don't even know uh, yeah that is yep. awesome it was brilliant anyway so i graduated from college and i really really wanted to um go to Hollywood. I wanted to go right to Hollywood. And, um, I came home and <laughs> my parents gave me a huge wake up call and said, how are you going to support yourself? Cause once you move out of our house, we're not going to pay for later. it. We're not, we're not paying for you to go to LA. And, um, so I talked to a lot of people and I decided to stay in Boston for a year and save some money and then move. Oh, that's smart. Yes. And I was looking for jobs and I was temping and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I actually wrote to um, WBZ TV station. I wrote to the HR person. I said, that's I don't know. Station. Yes. Okay. Um, I said, it's new. It's radio and television, although it's now different, very different um, because of all the radio sale, whatever. Anyway, podcast. so um, <laughs> and podcasts. Um, and I wrote to the HR person. I said, I just want to work in your building. I don't know if I'm qualified for anything that you have, but I just want, and I had just accepted a job doing like promotion, like those promotional items. (laughs) That would have been my life. And I got a call after I accepted the job writing. I got a call and they said, do you want to work in radio sales as an assistant? And I was like, sure. Selling radios. Like what is radio sales? (laughs) I had no idea. And so, um, I um, had, there was another, her name was Carrie. She was the other assistant. And she's like, if you want this job, you get yourself this job. And I did. Wow. And it was, it was, an, it was amazing. It was such a great experience because my boss was really, really, really difficult to work for. But she taught me not to take no for an answer. Wow. Yeah. It was That's so hard. valuable. And at the time I, I couldn't stand her and I'm not going to mention her name, but um, she taught me a lot. And taught me how to work really, really hard and how, again, how to not take no for an answer. And what else, the other thing she did was she got me a job in L.A. Nice. And in radio at CBS Radio. And then I worked there for two years. And then I got transferred to TV. And then I and then I was just about to leave L.A. because as my um, the, the professor of my film school said or the dean of my film school said, if there's something else you want to do with your life, 
Go do it. Go do it. Do not get in this industry. And I realized I just, I didn't want to be there anymore. And um, and then I got an opportunity to work for the Grammy Awards, the 99 wow. Grammy Awards. And it was like the best and worst job I ever had. Again, it was somebody very difficult to work for. Um, but it was a great opportunity. And, you know, going to the rehearsal for the Grammy Awards and seeing B.B. Um, King and Eric Clapton rehearse wow. together on stage, like in, by, like, and like I'm sitting people. right there was on, I'll never forget. Obviously I've never forget. It was 50 years ago. Not really 50, <laughs> but 20. Um, and I came home and then I, I got into radio. Like I, I actually then sold radio. Um, That's very cool. And then things started changing. Like it was the dot com boom. Yep. And then, and I was doing really, really well. And then things started changing in radio and the commission structure started changing the it just everything the culture was changing and at that point I was getting married and I was started to you know we were starting a family like a minute later and I was like I don't want to do this anymore how long I don't, were you married before you had kids a day no um <laughs> I John actually said to me when we got married we are not talking about having kids until we got married July 4th and okay. he said, we're not talking about having kids until January 1st. That's amazing. Take it off the table. Cause Good. he knows if there's something I want, you go, I you gonna, don't take no for an answer. I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> and I also, yeah, I blame my old boss, John. No, but I, I, um, I, I just keep going for it. Even, even <laughs> and John knows that eventually I'll wear him down. So I pick my battles, but, um, it was fair. It was very fair. So, you know, we were married for what, seven, um, January 1st, we talked about it, February I was pregnant Wow! and then, oh yeah. And then Jordan was born in November. So wow. she just turned 16. Holy yeah. Shit. So, um, and I just, I, I knew that the stress, like I was getting chest pains from the stress of the job. You made a great sale, but then, okay, well, what have what's you, next? what's next? Like you're only as good as your last sale. It just was, it was really, really tough. And I just, I wanted to just be a mom. Um, I love that. Yeah. Should I keep going? No, um, but I'm fascinated. Yeah. Because, uh, it's funny because, you know, we joke around in previous podcasts about how well and how in sync we are. And we've only known each other a little over a year. And I just realized that so when you were in, I know you were in LA in 99, but I was in San Francisco in 99. Oh, really? I was in the same, because I remember. You were like 20 back then though, Yes, right? I was, I was 21. I was kidding. I was 21. Oh my God. It was oh 20, 22, 22. Oh my God. It was, I was kidding. I, 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 yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was 9999. That was 20 years ago. It was ago. 20 years ago. And it was, so it was nine nine ninety nine, And I, it was the MTV Movie Awards or one of those. Because I remember because they kept, like when I'd come home from, I went to culinary school. And I'm clearly not, you know, making cakes and shit. But I would come. But you like cake. But I love cake. I know. Oh, I love cake. Um, but I would come home and watch, you know, MTV and smoke cigarettes and do whatever. And it would be nine nine ninety nine. Like always, I was very aware of that oh, day. I will so never forget that. Did you see when um, in the Grammys when Ricky Martin like made his debut? And <gasps> yes, that's the Grammys I worked at. Shut and up. then and Madonna. And but a year later it was J Lo's dress. Oh, you missed one. the dress. Yeah. Well, I went to it. I got ticket. I was able to go back in. Um, anyway, it's, it's but it's an amazing turn of events. And the thing is, the sales thing, same thing. So 
before I started planning weddings, I would quote sell them. So like if I worked at a hotel, I'd be catering sales, which meant that brides and grooms or couples would come to me and say, we want to get married and we're looking at your hotel and we're looking at like three others. Like, okay. And so I would sell them and a lot of the, it was flattering in the, cause I would still plan it, but I was also responsible for selling. So a lot of the brides would choose me, which would be great, right. you know, because they, they to want to work with you. Exactly. But, you know, the, where I was, the space was a little challenging because we did not have, um, there was no view, there was no windows. Beautiful ballroom at the time, but just no, like, you know, in, in Boston and several other, you know, cities around the country, it's like if you, the view and yeah. natural light and all that is a big thing. And so same type of thing. I was like, oh, my God, I how I'm... I'm I feel chest pains. I feel it's, it's funny. I feel like it's off. It was awful. And when I actually started just planning the weddings and wasn't responsible for booking them or my, it wasn't the sales piece. I was great. I could upsell, you know, from wine to food, but it was already in place. And what I realized about myself kind of in self-discovery was that I really like logistics and I like planning and I like the timeline and I, I like that things happen quickly for me and like in the industry that I'm in it's like I would order linen I'd get on the phone and done 10 minutes later my person would send the invoice and I could send it to the client look like the hero and it was fast yeah. and, so, and we started talking about this earlier like we're Carrie and I've been writing a lot of unscripted you know television shows and you're doing some scripted and a lot of other things and in the Hollywood world, <sighs> things don't move fast. No, and it's and like when no, you're, they don't. No, and like when you're talking to two ADDers like us, <sighs> what? What? It's, what are you talking it's, about? It's really hard. Yeah, you know, and and like we said, silence feels like a rejection. Maybe they just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Like we would have gotten yeah. to certain things. Yeah, you know. But how did we get here? I mean, <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, but um, and it kind of like I chose it. Yeah. I didn't realize it right you know well well right so um i mean i was doing stuff before um before we met and you were doing stuff before we met and when we met and we can go back to what we were both doing and how we got there but when you and i met and i knew that you were like my spirit animal because you um we both are go-getters we have we dream big we both want the same thing yes. essentially we don't ju- <laughs> I don't think we ever judge each other no. we support each other 100% and that's rare All to have know, especially with female um, friendships yeah it's rare to have there's no insecurity there's no but we both we we just want it as like as equal equally yeah, well um, no and that's it's funny yeah. when you said no judgment <laughs> i thought of us. i mean i am silently judging you no <laughs> no you're not no you, you not. actually don't do it no silently. i don't no um, i never do you judge my sneakers but that's okay that was I one you. time they were like anyway geriatric sneaker <laughs> you know what i have foot issues yeah i know anyway. and, uh, and so did i that day um no but it's funny when you said the the no judgment we're so free around each other i remember we were in the hotel in new york and she's like walking around in her thong and her and like I what didn't, like your thong and i'm like i didn't even think of it and i just like slapped her butt cheek and it's like i i i it was not even like a conscious you're like hey i'm like hey like that but was you it. know what's so funny i don't usually I, you know like i'm not one of those people not like a naked, in a hotel i mean in, in a in gym. a locker room no I, like there are women who are comfortable what? standing there in their thongs 
um, drying their hair, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. One no, of so it's funny that you, when you say that I'm walking around, but I'm, you're not like flaunting, but you were no. just like getting dressed, like maybe you weren't like, hey, no, I think what happened was I was standing all the way across the room <laughs> and getting and I, dressed and hiding, and you came over and smacked my. I mean, that is 100 percent possible no. too. It, totally, I think I was trying to get to the bathroom in our small, tiny room, and you were standing in front of the mirror doing your makeup, and I'm like, oh, tush, and like, but. <laughs> But that's, and like it was, and like I look at you and I'm like, oh my God, like you're fit and you're like furious and awesome and you got a fire in your belly. And, and you know what, it's, it, and it's funny because I feel like when you meet other women who are like-minded, it could go one of two ways. You know, we could fucking hate each other or we could have a total Never. love fest and spirit animal. We do. We do. You know? Um, but I didn't know I signed up for this. Like, I think I chose it or it chose me. And by the this is the writing and Hollywood dreams is like, it's my daughter asked me, she's like, are you famous? And I said, no. And she was because she'll hear me like I'll listen to the podcast uh, myself to see how we sound. And, da, da, da. and so she hears me and, and I've been in a few magazines or I'll write for some publications. But like, you know, not famous, but. I don't, it's not about being famous for no. me. It's not, it's for me, the writing, the podcasting, the expression has always been about putting some great fucking content, meaningful, meaningful content yeah. out into the world. Like if you're listening to this right now, like Carrie and I are just bullshitting. These are the conversations. Like if you were a fly on the wall and this is how we talk when we're like a thousand times a day in the car. You know what I mean? Like when we drive place to place or do something. We never get tired of talking we about it. We never get tired of talking about it. And that, but that's the coolest part. Like, so I feel like when we say, well, the hospitality industry, I can say I really didn't know what I was getting into. I mean, I've walked around my life with fucking blinders on. I didn't realize like yeah. this whole writing shit was going to oh, make me I... feel so like crazy. It's it's a, and I mentioned this in another podcast. It is a mind fuck. Oh, total it is, mind fuck. And but but we won't. We don't have it any other way. No, no. What, we just we don't. And and like John, my husband is so unbelievably. When I started getting into this, he he's never um, not been supportive. He's so all the travel and the and. Like all the time that I put into it, he's so supportive and it's amazing to me because it's in our time is our biggest, Absolutely. like that's our overhead is our yep. time. Um, and, you know, I never, so I was a screenwriting major in college and I didn't really write after college and or after I went to Hollywood. I just, I didn't. And you're um, describing like most and, of America. Right, what, you like, didn't practice your major? No, I, I know. <laughs> I mean, I was making some money, a little bit of money when I was working in radio and working in LA and I could have been a PA. I could have been a production assistant making $15,000 a year or, and you know, gone, gone into the agent training program and sure. made no money. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. Like I, the money kind of spoke to me. So, um, and living in LA yep. with no money, it, it's, it's really, no really hard. It's no fun. So same with San Francisco, by the way. And so like how many years went by? Um, how many years? So f- I don't know, 12 years, like 20 years, 15 years, whatever went by. And, um, in 2015, um, Anna, so Anna was born and you know, she has down syndrome and, I always said like all these things just have happened because of Anna being Anna. And I love that. Um, I, know I mean, that. it's so true and, and it's not easy. It's by 
any means. Well, parenthood isn't easy. No, no. And, and, and no. no matter how you, no. you know. No, two teenage daughters and a and a tweener. No. And a tweener. And a tweener um, <laughs> with Down syndrome. No. But um, so, you know, I started boxing because of Anna because I, and it, I didn't, it didn't occur to me until years later, but I started boxing because I, I wanted to be mentally strong to fight for her for wow. a good life. And um, you know, I used to work for George Foreman the third, and he always said that fighting is a metaphor for life. And Ooh, so fighting okay. for Anna, like fighting for, and I'm not fighting anybody. No, but maybe you're fighting, you know, you want her, to but have I'm this fighting, I'm yes. trying to be mentally strong so that I can, you know, fight for her to have a good life. And, and then, um, somebody posted a video of Anna on, in, on social media and uh, and it was Allie Raisman. I'm, that's a long story, but anyway, <laughs> the awesome and this, gymnast. And just my, this writing partner, um, my one of my writing partners, who I didn't know, this 26 year old kid from Chattanooga, Tennessee, reached out to me. He saw the video of Anna, and he's like, "I want to share with you a project that I'm working on based on my life with my best friend who has Down syndrome." And I that's was amazing. like, "I have to be involved with this," and it has been. A, it's been an incredible roller coaster, but it got me to writing like back into and your, like yeah. that. I felt like thank you, Chris McNally, I love you. <laughs> but that, um, I felt like that was my like I felt alive. Yes. Like boxing, know. you know, w- gym gymnastics. When I was in high school, like yes. the adrenaline I would get from gymnastics, from flipping and all that, I I never found that again until I started boxing. I can understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I still I want to go me. back to <laughs> I want to go back to gymnastics, um, but but when I started, then I started writing, and I was like, holy oh, shit! Yep. It is. I just I love it. Like it's just uh, like it woke me up to so many things, and so when I started working on that project, and then I have another dear friend who said work on something else like keep going keep writing yep. keep creating don't keep don't stop and then you and I just here we are I, well, here and we it's, are and it's it's amazing because this this is not the path like uh, you know I've been <laughs> are I, you glad you met me I'm so glad I met you like but the no the neat thing about it though is that it's unexpected yeah on so many levels and we've had so much fun and we, there's a synergy there but as far as, you know, I think people, we talked with Melinda, who is a personal life and, and professional coach last week, and she was saying, you know, it's about almost taking that leap. Like, you know, you kind of want to do something different, but we have to trust our gut. And there were all these yeah. signs kind of pointing it's us so in that hard. direction. It's true. and it, But yeah. it's so hard. And it's like you, but you also brought up, you have to, you have a support, supportive spouse. Yes. And so do I, but I you know there were definitely times when we fought about bitchless bride because when i when she was the blog you know wasn't i wasn't monetizing it i was just doing it for fun and then then i wanted to start on it you know what i mean like there were all these times that it was it was you know should i give this up should i not but every single time that i thought okay maybe maybe i should just stop doing this something would happen yeah and like sometimes that meant you know, I I sat down with Elizabeth Vargas on 2020, and sometimes that meant like, oh shit, I'm writing for HuffPo, and there was just different things where it's like every single time I like had that thought of, I don't know if I should read, I can't, like, I, I don't know, this is so not where I pictured myself, and I think that's what that is what was fucking with me. It was like, 
this is not what you thought you were going to do. And for some reason, I decided that that was a bad thing. Yeah. And now it's like we embrace it and it and it hurts. It's, this, it does. We like to torture ourselves. We do like to torture ourselves. Wait, and you know what? Because why? things don't happen fast in this world. No. And bad TV gets on there and you're like, hey, I have really good stuff that we've written. And it's not on there. And I, I don't understand the process. And like for me, when I was, you know, when I was planning weddings, you know, and was in it and worked at a hotel and did a million, I mean, like 20, 30 weddings and like, you know, just me on that side, plus corporate, plus all that stuff. I was constantly going and I do like that. And, and I, but I would also get the answers I needed faster so I could move forward. And so when you throw Hollywood and you throw production companies and networks into this, you get excited because someone is taking the time to sit with your stuff but maybe they're taking too much time or maybe, you know, like it's like you take two steps forward and a step back and two steps forward and a step back. And <laughs> that is, it's, it's hard. I think for, some, for people like I, and then you're like, I never wanted this. You know what I mean? I, I, never never asked for it. I didn't even do it, but I, I love this, but world. I love it. And it's, but I think it's the, I think it's being creative. Yes. That's what, you and I, that that's why we both like to do it. Gel, like, we like to, yeah. right. And we, we, we have obviously a similar work ethic, but we like to create things. And so the beauty of unscripted and what we do is that we can just create these different yes. um, shows and these, and come up with these ideas that hopefully will make a difference. I mean, look at, you know, there are shows I, I, that on TV, like you and I have watched some of them, My Strange Addiction, yes. Dr. Pimple Popper, um, you know, 600 Pound Life. Like <laughs> we don't necessarily want to cr- create shows that aren't meaningful, right? but we, we know that there are so many different ideas out there Absolutely. and, and that's what, you know, we love coming well, up with them and and as creatives i think some of our funniest ideas like the one we're working on came up last time we were in new york over a bar with lots of sake and it was just funny you know and we're like you know i said the name of it and our friend who was with us was like well what is it i'm like i don't know we'll, i don't know we don't we'll know figure it, it out and a month it, later yes and, and we did and it was a great fucking title if i do say so and yeah. but that's the thing like i now it's to the point where like i drank this kool-aid and I can't undrink Sorry. it. I know. It's all your fucking fault. No, I, I dabbled on this before I met you. And then I think we realized we had a, a common interest, <sighs> desire, need. Yeah. I think we're it's users. a need. We're users. I think it's a users. need to do this. And we're navigating Hollywood from Metro West from Boston. Boston, <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts. Right. We're just two girls in Boston. <laughs> disrupting (laughs) disrupting shit but it's but it's fun well and that's the thing like there's kind of it kind of but i think we like the thrill yeah it's kind of like you know your life with anna has been a roller coaster and you said you've had your ups and downs and like this industry to me is a roller coaster and sometimes when you're at the top i mean it's it feels great and like you're getting the meetings and you're and you're pushing yourself and you're doing it and it's just fucking exciting. Like I keep saying when people are asking like what I'm doing, what I'm doing with you, I'm like, we look so good on paper. We, we look so good on paper. <laughs> and we sound good. And we sound, I mean, we sound good on radio. I hope, you know, there are people are like, no, I'm turning it down. No. Um, but we, uh, but the, but the other side of that is like, we look great on paper and some of the stuff we've done, I think sounds so sexy. But then when nothing happens, you're like, nope, still, I look good on paper. I will always We're have still that. still trying. 
still but treading you, water. But you know what? If it were easy, then everybody would do it. I know. I mean, that sounds so trite, <laughs> honestly, because, but it's, it's, true. it's but, so true. But it's true. I mean, I think some of those, you know, cliches are there for a reason. Yeah. You know, and, and like, you're right. I mean, I look at, I mean, I look what people do too. Like I look my, I look at my husband built, you know, and he's, he's very patient, much more than I, and he, it's amazing. And he slowly built up this amazing, pretty fucking cool company. And I, then I like look at him and, but he put the time in and he put the work in and I don't think everybody, and he'd started in 2008 when the economy was like in the shitter. And I'm like impressed. What are you reading? Well, I'm reading. I'm sorry. I'm totally distracted. So clearly, I think a, a kid wrote this. I think her name is Reza. It's on the wall of um, of the studio. And it's knots for life, which I think it's supposed to say notes, but knots for life. <laughs> and it's like, all, like, try, just try, try, just try. Do something that you really love. Never give up. Don't just work for money. Work because you love it. Laugh, live, love. Um, don't do something wrong that you know is wrong. Follow your dreams until you reach your goal. Blah. blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to don't let anything get in your way. Respect the difference of other people. Turn your dreams to your goals. Don't just follow your friends' dreams. Follow your dreams. Oof. Like, how profound is this? I have to know how old Risa is because I love this. I'm going to take a picture of it. We should yeah. post it. All right. Um, yeah, I'll take a really, picture. but just very simple and um, and it's so true because you know I I have a um. My daughter, who's a sophomore in high school, is trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. Yeah. And she may not realize it or know it until after college. But, you know, the path that she thinks she wants to go in is is pro- like there's med school and there's all this, you know, pre-med. And, all, and it's like, is that really the right direction you want to go in? But her concern is, I just want to be able to support myself. Wow. And it's sad because that's, you know... We've we've gotten and I was talking to somebody who was doing um, a project in their who was I talking to? They're doing this project in their school in eighth grade, their their daughter. And it was about if you want to do this for a career, this is how much you're going to make. If you want to do this, this is how much you're going to make. And in eighth grade, in eighth grade and really like putting an emphasis on, well, you want to, you want to choose a career in this, you're not going to make much money. So, and it's sad because, because what I tell my daughter is do something that you love doing. And that's what is race. I wrote, do something that you, you know, love, don't work for the money. Um, you know, just do something because you love it. Like if she wants to study art and do something in art with art, then she should. Well, Molly, my nine-year-old, is an incredible drawer. And she told us the other day she wants to be a fashion designer. And we're like, well, you might want to learn how to sew. Like, some of the very, like, how can we help you? College is going to look, like, totally different than it looks, you know, when, I think, when we went to school. And not even college, just what the definition of education is. Yeah. Chris could have done his thing without going to school. He didn't need the four-year. And and it's funny, and he'll say that like if you just take a like a wonderful program, like an eighteen month program or something, and and you have and you don't, and he said this the other day, and you don't have quote unquote professors teaching it, and you have real life people who are doing the job every day teaching it, you're getting that real life experience. It's a whole other ball game. I you I'd know? be thrilled if 
you know, I mean, I mean, not just the money thing. I, I mean, it's but more, the money thing is a huge thing. But we like have, directing our, yes. our kids on a path. Too, oh yeah, but I'm know? talking about the money thing, paying for college, paying for college. It's Oy. but that that's a whole other. You know, John and I have been before the kids were even born. We started. Yes, you, you have know, to. We started saving, and it's to. crazy. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we're hoping that we hit the jackpot yes. and that we sell one of our ideas. Yes. And then it goes into syndication and then, and then we just do they do that anymore for streaing? I don't even know. But Netflix, if you're listening, call us. <laughs> or Amazon Hello, or Hulu. At, or at any of those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you what the project is. Well sometimes it just takes the right person listening at the right time. It to- it does. I mean, I, I have to be honest. So it's so funny. So I um I got a call from a production company in California last year to quote unquote like kind of like audition to be this the host of a wedding show, okay? And she saw me on a bit I did for Yahoo Finance. And it was funny, I probably my least favorite part of wedding planning is dealing with the budget because it's um, it's always moving it's always fluctuating we're always adding honestly and then I'm the bearer of bad news but because it was Yahoo Finance a lot of what we were talking about was like budgeting and blah blah and so I was like oh I don't know do I want to talk about boring finance stuff I'm like you know what fuck it I'm gonna go I was in New York and then I ended up doing like three or four of them which is great and these were all like little bits on their website um on camera and so, again, I was having one of those moments where, like, what direction? It wasn't that I was going to give up Bitchless Bride, but it was like, what direction do I want to take her in? And this was before I was, I'd say, brave enough to take the podcast plunge because it took me a while to kind of build it up, truly. And I remember being on vacation and a VP of communications and, and development at this well-known production company reached out to me and one of the, you know, and said, hey, we'd love for you to, like, audition for this hosting position um, for the show that we're creating, do you have time to talk? And it was interesting. So, of course, I said yes. And we talked in the last part of the conversation. I said, how how did you find me? And she's like, oh, I saw you on Yahoo Finance. And it was funny there because it was something that I was like, in retrospect, I was excited to do it, but it wasn't my favorite thing in my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, hey, you want to get me talking about logistics and amazing brides or the real shitty ones? Woohoo! I want to talk yeah. to you about it. But like the budget... Like, it's just, it's it's the part of your job that you're like, I have to do and I have to do well, but it's not my favorite. It's boring to me. Right. But it was an opportunity. But it was an opportunity. And I was like, you know what? All right, fine. But it was an interesting thing. Like, you never, you never know. And now I'm still in touch with her and, and she's, she's like really funny and she's got a kid and like, we, we have common interests and it's just... You know, uh, you just don't know where things are going to lead sometimes. Well, and the and you know what you're really good at, and I think I am too. Um, relationships. Thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs> um, I was given advice many years ago. I know ago. you're going to say this. My favorite thing you've ever favorite, said to me. I, one of my favorite people gave me this advice. Actors, I should say, I don't really know him personally, but um, when I was in college and I was just when I was getting ready to graduate film school, we had a reception for Andy Garcia, um, who came to um, Andy Garcia for people who might not know who he is. <laughs> Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. He was just in an episode of Modern Love. Modern Love. Yes, yeah. Ocean's Eleven. He's amazing. Terry Benedict. Yeah, anyway, Terry Benedict. So back then, this was in '94. He came to screen this documentary that he did, and people are wanting pictures. And back then, there weren't cell phones; you had like disposable cameras or whatever. <laughs> and I didn't want a picture; I wanted advice. And so See, I first of all, hold on before you even tell the advice. That is amazing. 
because that's what separated you from that crowd. Well, and I was actually kind of befriending his producer, like the guy who's with him, because I just, yeah, I didn't want a picture. So, um, so I, I said, Mr. Garcia, it's really nice to meet you. I, a huge fan. I, um, I think he had just been in, um, when a man loves a woman. Oh my God. (laughs) Super uplifting movie. Tear. Um, I said, a lot of people, I'm going to Hollywood. I'm, I'm looking for advice. A lot of people say it's not what you know. It's who you know. And he said, it's actually not even that. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. So make yourself known. Make your mark. And I took that advice. And I tell as many people as I can that advice. You have Still chills. I, even in sales, even when I was in Hollywood and I was trying to get a job at Paramount and, and I knew people who recommended me for it. And, and the reason I got the job at the Grammys was because this company, this temp agency that we would use at the radio station every so often, you know, they would come and see me because they wanted me to call them Which is when amazing. I needed a temp. And they came to me and said, we think you're perfect for this job. Wow. And, and same thing, like, Years later, even years later, you know, with with this podcasting job, Dave um, texted me and said, do you want to, will you run my business? And I'm like, "Uh, what is it? And he's like, I just, you know, I need, it's Boston Podcast Network, Pod 617. But um, he's, (laughs) sorry, plug. plug, But um, he said, I need somebody with your particular brand of skills because he knew what I was capable well, yeah, of and absolutely. he knew what I could do and and radio sales like and I made myself relationship known. builder yes and you want to be the go-to person yes. and I think part of why you and I are doing what we're doing and and how we're we're moving ahead and we won't stop until we <laughs> I know right like we're not going to stop until and ever no, no. um because we have relationships with people and and I see you at the gym and I see you um you're saying hi to everybody and and you and it's not just saying hi to everybody superficially. How's your how's Cameron? How's your kid? How's how's Cole? How's so and so? I'm like God. Like I go in there. I don't really want to talk to anybody <laughs> except for my boxing people. Even so, I love Even all so my boxing all badasses. But like, <laughs> but I go and I do my thing and I leave. And and you're just Aww. you're so and and you are so good at relationships and I think that's why you like we hold on to them and people respect you and we don't ever want to burn a bridge um and so I think that's what helps well well and thank you first of all I you know I like I I truly do like people and it's (laughs) and well no and it sounds so lame because like and that's how we differ and that's how we differ no I really no but I but I started this business writing about people I hated like if you see the irony in that like I am actually a people person you know what I mean I I've always done that I have the gift of gab I've you know I've been told I have that innate sales ability that you can't teach all of, all of those words you know but I I actually what was that quote from Maya Angelou it's like people might not remember what you say but they remember how you make them feel. how you make them feel. how you make them feel I just got the chills but it's but it's you true. make me feel like a natural woman <laughs> Oh I used to. Some say, people aren't going to know that. I know, <laughs> I know, but I, I used to. But it's true. It, it's a, and that's, and, and truly, and like you know, this, this podcast. I hope you know, especially for our friends who listen, and for people who are not, like I hope you feel something. And, and you know, for some of you, you're like turn it up, and for some of you, Wu Tay Tay, I'm talking to you. We got a review that's like meh, next, and that's fine, but that's, that's good fine. information for us. You know yeah. what I mean? But we hope that you feel something like more than anything else. I hope that I don't know. And I think that's maybe why for 
I always said if I was going to write something for TV, I couldn't have it be like a Zilla show. I can't have it be something that I don't believe in. I can't have it be something that is going to compromise my integrity kind of and or make my industry look bad. Yeah. Uh, because I couldn't I couldn't. I couldn't bear that. Like I yeah. couldn't, you know, that's, I'm not going to do something that I don't believe in period the end. And even if it meant making a lot of money, I just, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It, it has to have some grit behind it. It has to have something that makes me super fucking proud that I did it the way, if I'm going to do this, that yeah. I did it the way that like, I can look at my kid and be like, you know what? Like you should be proud, you know, what? and you should aspire to be like mommy because I had a lot of shortcuts I could have taken, but I didn't. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. And I also think that that just because you're not doing like you get married, you have kids, you you that's what you do for a while. It doesn't mean you can't ever go back to exactly. what you were doing before. And I think that's what we started out, you know, True. talking about is don't give up your skills. Don't, it's 77 degrees. Oh my God. Is that because of what I just said? I don't know. Did what? it just he get just hotter in here? Um, Deb, stop taking off your clothes. I know. I'm like naked. Put your thong away. Um, you see but my butt, I, but I think, eat it. Oh my God. Stop. Your butt looks great. Um, but you. I think that, that, you know, knowing that you keep, like one of the things I always want to do is keep my skills yes. up because I know that when the kids are off in college and God willing, hopefully Anna will be in college or whatever they're doing, that they're happy yep. and out of the house. That you better fucking like your cigar. <laughs> that, that a yes. <laughs> and also that you've are, that you find something that you can do that's fulfilling. Yes. And that's purposeful. Yes. To you. Well, and, and it's really hard because, you know, for all those stay at home moms out there, like that's meaningful and that's purposeful. And, Absolutely. And I, I got to tell you, I couldn't do it. I was home with Molly for a little while. I was home with Dylan for like each a little while. And then I did like part-time preschool because I needed to have a separation of church and state a little bit. Like I still, I couldn't just get together with the other moms and talk about sleep schedules and things of that nature that I, I missed the thrill of talking about something that was exciting. And for me, that means part of my work or something that's happening in, in my husband's job or, or life or something, you know, it wasn't always, and it, it felt selfish actually, to, but like, I couldn't, but couldn't that's right it. for you. And, and some people who, who are focused on their kids and, and, the, and if that God works for bless. them, then that's great. Seriously. Cause everybody is different and we should all just support each other. Cause we have to and all stop judging. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, we have to stop <laughs> judging each other. <laughs> I just got another degree hotter in here. It, oh, is, oh my God. <laughs> Woo. All right. Well, you know what? I like how we might end on yeah. like a kumbaya. Yeah. Let's hug. Yeah. Well, I'm sweaty. Don't Hand hug. I can't, hug. I can't. I'm pounds. Because Pound. How are your hands cold? I don't. I don't I'm, know. I'm, anyway. I'm like clammy. I could sweat from my palms right now. Oh my God. Kara's like, Have a I'm cold. Anyway, I... I don't even know what I want to call this podcast. Like, okay. like fly on the wall. Finding your purpose. Finding your purpose. Enjoying your life. Maybe the path that you chose isn't one that you think you should be on. But if your gut is telling you that you should be, then... Then do it. Then kind of listen to it. I think we ignore ourselves a lot and we shouldn't. So... Follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was anyway, perfect. you can find Carrie... <laughs> Sitting next to Deb. <laughs> if you need to reach Carrie, 
Call her people. Find her at hello at bitchelsbride.com. Yeah, I'm going to get you an email address. But if you need to... <gasps> Goodbye at <laughs> bitchelsbride.com. <laughs> You're on your way out at bitchelsbride.com. But if you want to, any show ideas, any wonderful stories we, or anecdotes, we want to hear it. Hello, absolutely. Hello at bitchelsbride.com. On the socials, bitchelsbride. I'm trying to be better at Instagram, people. I just, you know... Sometimes... It's, well, sometimes you it's just have to chore. stay on social I do. media. I, I do for mental health. It's a blessing and a curse. Go listen to the Dr. Charnas podcast. She was fucking fantastic. Anyway, yes. hope you guys are doing well. Hope you made it through Thanksgiving with flying colors and healthily, mentally, and all the health stuff. And uh, Hopefully you'll see something of ours on TV someday. <laughs> from your lips, honey. From your lips. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, bye. Bye.